to roll. Ready to We're not here for fortune and fame. We got a game and we'll entertain. Ready to roll, it's all in the name. We bring the magic like David Blaine. The crew is assembled, we're ready to go. Curtain is rising, prepare for a show. Hit the play button and let the fun blow. We got our dice and we're ready to roll. You, uh, Frank, have, like, come to the edge of the lake and you're, like, looking out across it. Between uh, the thicket and the the, ed- the north side of the lake, there's, like, a, a great cypress tree. that looks like one of those swamp trees that you associate with the Everglades. In the middle of the lake, like, jutting out like a sore thumb, there's a great black rock. And as you stare at it, you feel shame almost to look at it. It's like you're... Seeing something that you weren't <laughs> supposed to see or seeing something embarrassing. You feel like you're not meant to be looking at it or messing with it. I'm going to go out into the water about knee-deep. I'm going to pull out uh, one of my matches, but this one I'm pulling out from inside my trench coat, and it's one of those fireplace matches. It's a longer one. I'm going to light it, and I'm going to use my boon, Commune. So I can use it at any time. I have to give you a hint but I can ask the haunt itself a direct question. It will answer truthfully, but rarely gives a direct answer. Let's start with the price, and then I'll let you answer or ask your question. So which secret are you giving me a hint about? My backstory. I'm not an only child. Okay. Uh, what do you want to ask? So I'm out there water. I light the big match, and I stare at the fire. My eyes kind of glaze over, and I'm going to ask whatever entity that I feel, why are you here? Okay. Um, let me think about it for just a second. Without giving away any any of your secrets or anything, but like, what kind of mystic are you? Uh, I'm one, like, the Do fire you... helps me focus my attention on the paranormal energy. Uh, so I stare at the flame, and that gets me in my trance. Yeah. Uh, so do you see like visions ha- in your trance, or like how did how I, is you- I could or I could just hear like voices, voices, but I only have until that match goes out. So like, okay. if I pick a longer one, I'm able to do the trance more. For so after for I like light it, I tilt it so it burns, and I have until it burns my hand. You strike the match, and you like you hold it up in front of you, mm-hmm. and you kind of lose yourself in the flames, mm-hmm. and you you ask. Why are you here? You feel yourself, your soul, like, leave your body. And you're pulled through, like, a doorway or an entrance of some kind. And you see something incomprehensible. It's like a tropical rainforest garden with, like, great flowering plants, full bloom, in every different color that you could imagine and some that you can't even name. And you're overwhelmed because it, it seems utterly surreal. It's like it's dreamlike. It's it's almost alien to you. And you're like walking through this garden and ahead of you you see a woman with like porcelain white skin. But on the edges it's like She's glowing. It's like a blue glow almost. It doesn't seem hostile. You can't see her face, but the whatever energy she's giving off is 
not human. And you see her and she's walking through the, this beautiful, majestic garden. You see her touch a plant and it's like this, this bright, uh, yellow, blue striped flower. And the flower just shrivels as she touches it and it, she plucks it and it like dies in her hand. And she turns towards you and like her, her hair is like a blue black. And as it starts to move from her face, um, you start to like smell in your nostrils. The, the end of your match is like coming up and she like turns and you see her face, but it, you can't, all you have is the impression of like beauty and lust. And she like rushes towards you and pushes you back. And as you fall backwards, you can feel yourself falling back into your body, but you're falling down and you feel yourself. The entrance you came in earlier was a ring of some sort. And you feel yourself fall back through this ring and you're back at your body and your match has just burned up. I'm going to step out of the water. <laughs> okay. What in the hell are you doing? So from your perspective, yeah. <laughs> he struck a, a large fireplace match and held it in front of himself and like stood there staring at it for like five minutes. Um, I picture like this whole time, I'm like, hey, what are you doing? Hey. And he's like, just has it blocked yeah. out. And then he like, gets pushed back. And, and he like, he stumbles. You see him all of a sudden like stumble backwards a little bit and he like catches himself. Nah, he seems to be like lucid. Uh, yes, he's just kind of reached up, touched his head. Uh, sorry. Uh, what in uh, the hell was that? Oh, that's... Uh, when I said I was a mystic, when I do paranormal things, uh, that's that's it. I'm able to f- <laughs> focus my ability with the help of flames. allows me to clear all thoughts and attach myself on the energy of the other side. Right, right. I see. I don't think we're dealing with any sickness. Confirms my thoughts that this is paranormal. How do you, Walter, how do you interpret, like, the vision you saw? Because I want to make sure that you actually, like, you have kind of an answer to the question you asked. I think that it's a spirit that is here to protect this area that it is like its garden. But anything that doesn't belong in the garden will get weeded out. That's pretty close. When you saw her, you felt drawn to her, but there was like a malevolence to it. It's like being with someone who you're incredibly drawn to, but you know that they're not good for you. That That's the feeling that you have. In your vision, whatever ring, whatever gateway you fell through... You feel like seeing that as you came back to yourself was important somehow. Okay. Like a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Strippers, hairdressers, and girls named Tiffany. <laughs> uh, so, Your words, not mine. <laughs> so you light a match, stand there in the water, and that's how you quote-unquote communicate with the spirits? I mean, I don't have to stand in the water, but... It- if he is saying that there's an entity in this water, then it will it helps me if I place myself in a situation where that energy from this paranormal uh, force is stronger. It helps me connect easier. Whereas if I were up on the road miles away trying to connect here, it probably wouldn't work. Did you get any sort of connection 
to anything? I connected with, well, I like to say her. Oh, God. The Lady of the Lake? Believe it or not. (laughs) I don't know if it's necessarily the same from the Arthurian legends. However, there is an entity here. And there's something going on of importance. Sickness may have gone airborne. (laughs) (laughs) So, back to you, Father Amos. Uh, So, like I said before, um, you're able to, through talking with Martha, you figure out that the home was inherited by his father, mm-hmm. who used to be the caretaker here. But whatever happened to the church, and Martha doesn't really know much about it, it happened before they came here. Okay. As you're inside of the house, it's it's a very modest living situation, and you wonder how comfortably a family like theirs could live. As you come over the threshold, there's a small cooking area, and calling it a kitchen isn't really accurate because it's less than that. Okay. Um, there's a table where it looks like they would all eat. There's a common area just behind where they might all sit together after after dinner or something. Um, as you get to the back side of the home where that like little addition is on the right, that's the bed for the parents. And the only thing there is the bed, a uh, bedside table. But you know how in like Little House on the Prairie, like, the family like shares the the sleeping area and the kids like sleep above where the parents are at. Yeah. It's kind of like that. It's not a shelf, but it's not quite an attic. It's like something between those. But you see that there's smaller bedding for the kids up there. What are the skills? Because I'm going to have you roll for something. Courage, interrogation, and investigation. Are any of the skills or attributes defined as like as noticing something that's that would be off. I feel like that'd be investigation, right? Yeah. Investigation is the ability to find and understand clues. Okay. I want you to either make an investigation roll or an intuition roll. Well, I'm going to make an investigation roll because at least I get two dice. No. Shit, it's gonna be the same either way. I mean if you're gonna investigate and dig around you need to get you need to probably ask Martha because she's in here with you right but if you just want to like notice it and if it's the same for you either way I would say intuition yeah I'll go with intuition then because yeah I'm not really I'm just trying to find out about the church that's what I've been sent after okay so since I have three secrets that's what I'm rolling on right yep I got a three a six and a seven so I got okay. no successes. That's rough. That uh, is rough. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. You know when you're thinking to yourself, you hear the voice in your head, but you, you know that you're not audibly hearing it. It's mm-hmm. like you just know what you're thinking. You know what your thoughts are. There's a voice like that that you hear, but it's not yours. It's coming from somewhere else, but it belongs to a woman. And it it asks you, why have you come here? And what I'm asking you as the GM is, in one word, or in as few words as you can, have you come for any reason other than the church sent you? Yes. Okay. As far as noticing anything out of place or anything strange, you don't. You're okay. engaged in the conversation. So, now what are we doing? You said the dad went back into the house? No, the uh, he he went the back out into the, into the garden, yeah. The garden. I'm going to go pick on Dad. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go bug him. As I say, I will excuse myself from 
the lady and okay. the children. I will go back outside with them. You all kind of meet together outside of the front of the house. And you want to go bother the dad some more? Yeah. You go around to where he's working. And you just see him out there. Here again, uh, something is off. Um, look at the map. And zoom in on the field to the right of the house. I saw that whenever I looked at it before, and I thought that it was maybe just the only thing that you could find to put on there. And no. Like, I, I Describe didn't. for people who can't see it what you're seeing. So the the one that stood out to me, it looks like there's a uh, watermelon with vines uh-huh. with like a purple angelfish sitting on top of it. Okay. It's got a couple mushrooms right around it. That's what I was saying. I can't tell if those others... Those others just look like plants. Are they not supposed to? If it's to scale, the watermelon is huge. It is. <laughs> it's not quite to scale. <laughs> so what you're seeing and what he's like working on and working with and pulling out are brightly colored blue and purple mushrooms. It's like a watermelon or a pumpkin maybe, but it's like blue and green, but then it has like a purple flower on the top of it. And then there are some other things that are just like green flowering leaves, but they don't look like any plant that you would have seen before. Or you don't recognize them as like a crop that would be normal to grow. And I I can't remember if I said this earlier, but we are in very early, early spring or late winter. It's like March. So it wouldn't make sense for the watermelon to be that size yet? Not at all. Based on the fields, it could make sense for them to have planted wheat and overwintered it. Right. Or potatoes are a common staple, and it would make sense for... But this is clearly neither of those things. These these plants have, like, bright flowering blooms. And the father's, like, tending to them. I'm going to walk into the garden. <laughs> unless any of you want to stop me. I'm going to bend down... Yeah, the nearest plant, I'm going to smell it. Does it have any sort of scent to it? You didn't pluck it, did you? No, not yet. (laughs) So, you know, like, if you've ever got a bouquet of of lilies or flowers or something, it's like a pretty floral scent. It's like that to the 10th degree. Like, it's almost overwhelming. And it it makes you feel warm and fuzzy or lovey-dovey, kind of. It's weird. Well, that makes sense. He's probably eating some of those weird mushrooms, (laughs) and he's hallucinating. Excuse me, Edmund. Uh, What's this plant? And I pull it (laughs) up out of the ground and hold it up in the air. He freezes what he's doing, so he's in the middle of, like, tilling some soil and whatever. And he turns and looks and sees that you've done that, and he just, like, scowls and turns and goes back to work. I mean... If you don't want to tell should I bring you another? <laughs> you have several. I he's going to murder with the hell. <laughs> you seem to have quite the green thumb. What are these, I guess I'd say, exotic plants you have? So out of game, he's not going to be forthcoming much more unless you roll for it. I'll fucking roll for it. <laughs> you can. What do you want me to roll? Uh, what do you want to roll? Because you can go I feel about like it different I should ways. Roll courage, because I pulled this plant out and I'm getting real ballsy with it. 
So I, I would say, like, interrogation is going to be, like, forcing him to talk to you. If, if you did, like, courage, I would say that that's more, like, in a threatening way or in a physical way, like, demanding that he talks to you. I'll go with interrogation. I don't want to be that threatening. Okay. Uh, but I also have a zero in that as well. Okay. So what am I rolling? So I got a zero interrogation, but I still have my three secrets, right? So I just roll three. Uh, and you will add your faith and intuition. Yes. And subtract any knowledge that you I have. have any knowledge. Okay. So I get to add two. So I'll have five total then. You get your three, three secrets. secrets. And then faith and intuition. And so if you have anything in the skill itself. Nope. Two, three, seven, three, seven. Ooh. <laughs> no success. Okay. Well, how are you going to try and force him to do it? More as I was going to keep pulling out plants if he doesn't want to talk. Okay. Okay. You pluck another plant, and you're just insistent that he answer you and tell you, like, what the what the shit is this? Why is it growing right now? And you pluck, like, three or four, and the smell that was really overwhelming you knocks you out. Oh. So you've got a, a handful of these in your hand. And you're plucking them, and you're trying to talk, and you're getting a little worked up. And you pluck this last one, and you pass out all of a sudden. And, like, while you're unconscious, a woman's voice echoes through your mind. And it asks you, tell me more about your family. And what I'm going to actually ask you is, did you harm one of your siblings? Yes. Okay. Okay. So you guys see him, he's like plucking these plants, and every time he does, Edmund kind of freezes and grits his teeth and then keeps working. But Walter just plucks three, four, and on the fifth one, he plucks it, and he's talking and he's getting more agitated, but then he just like falls over in the dirt. I warned him. I figured he'd have to smoke it first. (laughs) So we pick him up out of the dirt... Uh, I... I suppose so. Maybe have some smelling salts on me. See if I can't get him to come around. I'll walk over to him, pick him up out of the dirt, put some smelling salts under his nose. See, you are able to rouse him. And so you come to, and you're, like, trying to help him, and you're all startled by, like, the braying of a donkey. Look over. There's a donkey, like, tied, <laughs> tied up it's behind a, the house. It's just an ass. It's just an ass out back. Can we see anything that has startled him? No. You're startled by the noise oh, he made. Okay. So, sir, these these plants just knocked my friend out. Or my companion. I wouldn't even call him a friend yet. Why would you be growing such a thing? He seems disinterested in talking to you. <laughs> Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One player at the table made the motion of rolling dice. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Who's me? <laughs> Sir, I, I asked you a question. You see him tense, but he's still just working on the, the crop near the pumpkin slash watermelon slash weird things. Don't anger him. He has a weapon. I take a couple steps towards him. Sir! It's typically frowned upon to ignore a man of the cloth when you are asked a question. What 
Are these plants? Says that a courage? Yeah. So I get three from that. I need to borrow some D10s from somebody How because many you need? I think I need two more. No way, me. There's a ten. There's a ten. A six. A three. Seven. A seven and two. But I got two successes. He turns to you and he like gets in your face and he's like, "They're gifts. They're crops. This is what we eat." Leave me to my work. You eat crops that knock you out. These are gifts from her. This is how we live out here. I, I look at you guys and I'm like, from her? Thinks he sees a lady in the lake. I don't know. It's probably the mushrooms talking. Okay. I, I believe the three of us need to get together and compare notes. Sure. Not getting much out of him. So, church is unoccupied? Am I conscious? Yeah. yeah you okay. came back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you came back. I'm sorry. He, he, he woke you up with some smelling salts. Oh, that's right. The uh, church is unoccupied. Because it's decrepit and falling apart. I, I agree. It is uh, seen better days. But it is a building that none of the family is in. We could talk in. That's fair. I'm going to pocket the plants that I pulled and put them in my pocket. <laughs> For studying. Of, of course. <laughs> not, not smoking, obviously. Your <laughs> child have a mushroom. I know that of candy, but... <laughs> hey, her dad's feeding it to her anyway, so... Yeah, it's kind of like a metagamey thing. The, the purpose of the map is to give you guys locations where you could go and do some specific investigating where you mm-hmm. you may or may not find things. So what I had envisioned, and you don't have to do it this way, is that like you would you guys would go to areas that you find interesting and poke about and look around and see what you find. Since you guys are going to the church anyway, which is definitely a, a point of interest, I thought this would be a good time to point that out. You guys walk down to the church. As we get by the well, I want to stop. Uh, You guys start to walk down towards the well. And you see that it's got like a a small path worn between the home and the well. As you come closer, you see that it's built of stone and it has like a modest slat roof with shingles. The same material that's on the house. But as you get down and look closer... There's an alternating pattern of stones, and some sort of ruins are carved into it. But you find them interesting, and you want to make a note of them. So you're trying to copy them down on paper or something, but as you try to draw them, it's like they're shifting before your eyes. You see that they're there, and you know that they're something, they're important, but no matter how you try to draw them, it doesn't match what you're seeing because it's almost like they're moving. Some of the ruins have been scratched over with charcoal. And if you look down into the well, you can see the reflection indicative of standing water in the bottom. Is there a bucket attached to a rope on there? Hmm? I'm going to lower it and just pull up some water. and just look standard, or does it look like stagnant? It looks like well water. It doesn't look overly nasty or anything. Mushrooms make you thirsty? Well, uh, actually, whenever I was in the water and you saw me investigate. (laughs) Yes, investigate. (laughs) One of the sensations or visions I had, if you want to believe me, 
is that of a ring. A ring is important in that vision, and I feel as though the ring of this well is important, and clearly there are runes marked on here which are typically supernatural in nature. Wouldn't you agree, Father? They're not really highly praised in the church setting. No, no, not... Not my expertise. Maybe you heathen have some knowledge in this ancient shifty writing. Maybe. Do I have any knowledge on these... Any experience with runes that in my mythic (laughs) art... Roll for it. All right. Am I doing knowledge again? Yeah. So plus zero, and then my three secrets. Last time I rolled three, I got two successes. I got two successes. Holy (laughs) wow. Okay. Eight eight and a seven. You know that being a mystic, the most commonly spoke of kinds of of ruins or like shifting symbols or incomprehensible writing would either have something to do with the occult and like demons or fairies and fae. Okay. They're still incomprehensible to you, but it would be safe to assume that like whatever's going on is either demonic or it's related to fairies. After the father says the whole heathen thing about knowledge of it, I say, actually, yes. Uh, Typically, uh, these runes are either found in in demonic or occult settings or sometimes fairy or fae. So. Are you picking up? You can ask. <laughs> Am I picking up paranormal? Is that what you want Are to you say? Picking up any sort of weird mojo from this lady that you spoke spoke of earlier? Are you saying you believe me? I'm just asking. I'm curious is all. Do I sense anything? <laughs> Have you encountered one or either in your life as a mystic? Demonic Wrong. entities or fairy activity? I don't know so much about the fairies, but demonic, yeah. Okay. You did not... It was a different alien kind of presence than, like, the oppressive feeling that you would have if it were a demon. So you can't say for certain, but your gut would probably tell you that it's not demonic. Okay. Was it a very similar feeling to when I was at the lake? The the ruins themselves aren't necessarily giving off a feeling, other than, like, you're confused and frustrated that you can't copy them or, like, understand them. Okay. So I don't quite feel these are demonic in nature, but the feeling I'm getting is that from which I'm not that familiar, so it may be fairy-related. Fairies? The world is a big place, still full of many mysteries. Full of many weird mushrooms that make you have all sorts of visions. Well, your practical medicine all started off as thoughts and stories. Everything we learned is by experience, so there might be some truth to these tales. I guess you do have a point there. I guess I'll try to keep more of an <laughs> open mind. Yes, being open-minded is necessity in my line of work. We cannot be limited to our one way of thought. And I turn to look at the, the father. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I require evidence, but I guess 
I'm open to experimentation. I just found out I've got a couple potheads sitting here with me, so... <laughs> I have not done anything so far. No, but you're open to experimentation. <laughs> I pull out the plant and I hand one to each of you. What are your thoughts on these? It knocked my ass out. Pardon my language, father. <laughs> so one of you gets like a really brightly colored blue and purple mushroom looking thing. And the other one gets like one of these really exotic looking flowers. Both of them have an intensely powerful scent. It's not displeasing. It's kind of alluring. But it, it's very, very intense. And it makes you feel emotional when you when you smell it. Like just heightens the emotion that we already are having? No, it's like a warm and fuzzy or like a lovey-dovey. Okay. It's affecting you emotionally, even if you can't quite put your finger on it. How much biology do you know, scientist Frank? <laughs> uh, not as much as I would like, probably. Okay. Are you wanting to know if I'm going to roll? You could you could make a roll, or you could try and make a case that you would know what I'm trying to hint at. Would it be a interrogation if I tried it? Probably not interrogation. Probably um, more so investigation would be my guess. That's why I would lean towards. You could make an, a case for investigation, or you could make a knowledge roll. I'll do knowledge, I guess. Knowledge uh, is just the the attribute number and then the number of secrets. Correct. So I should roll five. Man. Big knowledge over there. Scientist, man. One success. Okay. <laughs> um, so what you're smelling, what what's being described to you about how like powerful the scent is and how it's making you feel, it reminds you of like there's there's this theory that Animals and even humans give off pheromones, sense that sometimes you don't even detect them, but they can make you feel a certain kind of way. So it might not be that exactly. And like, it's normal for flowers and mushrooms to have pollen. It reminds you of, of that. I forgot to ask earlier, these plants, mm -hmm. do they look anything like the plants when I have my vision? Yeah, they do kind of look like that. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Smaller. <laughs> but yeah. You've never seen anything like this naturally occurring. Okay, so we stopped at the well on our way to the church. You head down to the church? Head down to the church. So as you come down to the church, a black cat slinks out from like the door that's off its hinges coming from inside the church. And it's like a stark black cat with orange eyes, orange yellow eyes. But its only distinguishing feature is that it has a white spot on its chest. And that is significant if any of you wants to make a knowledge roll. I probably won't get anything because I don't have any points in knowledge. So I'm just rolling. Hey, I one. haven't either, and I've succeeded on both of those. I'm just rolling my three secrets. So <laughs> let's see if my luck's as good as yours. No, I've got one success. Okay. This time we'll start with what you know. The superstitious people that live in Scotland and Ireland have a really silly belief about a certain type of cat 
that is a fairy. And if you don't worship it or, or leave milk out for it, it will like take your dead or take your babies or. But the unique thing about the, the cat that's described in these, these urban legends by these foolish people is that they're stark black cats with a white spot on their chest. But in the legends, they're like the size of a large dog. And this is clearly just a, a cat. Maybe a large cat, but it's just oh. a cat. Okay. But as you're recognizing this and they've been talking about fairies and you've been blowing it off and you're like, oh, that's a coincidence. The cat walks up to you and starts rubbing against your leg. And it looks up and it says, and who are you? Do we all hear that? Nope. <laughs> what I'm going to ask you as the GM okay. is use one word to describe the other reason you've come here. Reverend. Use more than one word. <laughs> you are a reverend. There's a reverend here. That's a little too obscure, I think. No, it's not. I promise you it's not. All right. I, as I say, you guys can vouch for me. No, you're good. I, I think that one word helps. It definitely leads towards Okay. So the cat looks up at you, and it says, and who are you? <laughs> I kind of look down at the cat, and I look at them. Damon! <laughs> <laughs> Satan's here! <laughs> uh, please... Tell me you heard that also. A cat purring? It's, yeah, it seems to take a liking to you. I look back down at the cat. <laughs> I look at them. I'm like, have I spent too much time around the mushrooms? How are we to guess that? <laughs> and the cat's still like weaving in and out of my feet. Mm -hmm. So I just heard the cat ask me a question. <laughs> Everybody's going crazy. I am inclined to answer said question purely for curiosity's sake. Did you ever hear curiosity killed the cat? <laughs> that is my hope. I look down at the cat and I say, Father Amos. Did you just name the cat? No, the cat asked me who I was. Oh. Maybe you should meow it to him. I don't know if he understands you. The cat comes out from between your legs <laughs> and starts walking over towards the house. And it's like swaying back and forth. But it turns and it looks at you. And it sits down for a moment. And it says, You know, you really should beware. Not all of my kind are so nice and so fair. And it stands back up and swishes its tail and it walks back towards the house. You two hear it this time. Oh. <laughs> Do you believe those mushrooms are kicking in now? I'm just going to stare at the plant. Oh my. It was so brief that and so outlandish. <laughs> you could easily convince yourself that that didn't really happen. I think I'm hearing spirits in the form of cats now. <laughs> I guess we're moving on to the church. I need to sit down, I think. So you uh, go to the church, and you push the the door open. There's a long creak as you 
presumably use the door that's still on the frame. Yes, yeah. And it's like inscribed in the stone and says the Church of the Stone. And if the mystic or the pastor would like to roll, there's a couple reasons why that could be relevant. What do you want me to roll? Knowledge. (laughs) Sweet. Or investigation. I mean, you could... I'll do investigation because I get to add one to that. Only one of you can roll. Oh. Oh. Well, actually, no. I'll let... If the I, first person <laughs> fails, I'll let another person okay. try. Well, so my my reason for also rolling was I figured that I might know of it for a different a different reason, yeah. or I might know something different than he would know. Okay, sure. Okay, so I get my three secrets, and then my investigation, which is one. Do I need to subtract anything from my investigation? Uh, uh investigation. You subtract your faith. So and there's three, eight, and eight. Oh, two wow. successes, one failing in. <laughs> You're on fire. <laughs> That's so. the exact same roll as last time. Did you bring weighted dice, Parker? <laughs> I may have. Shit. <laughs> Get me in later, though. There are there are several like biblical reasons that a stone might be important and used in the naming convention of a church. The obvious one is the stone that was rolled away from the tomb. The less obvious but probably still important ones... When Moses was leading people through the desert, two times he was commanded to speak to a stone. And if he did it, it would bring forth water for the people. Once he was commanded to speak to it, once he was commanded to strike it. He was commanded to strike it first. Right. The second time he The second time it. he was supposed to speak to it, but struck it because he was frustrated and then he got in trouble. Yes. The whole reason he couldn't actually enter the Holy Land. So... Those are like the biblical reasons why it might be important or why why a church might be named like that. But there's also that really freaky rock boulder mm-hmm. in the middle of the lake. <laughs> so you go in the church, you make a note of that. Uh, do you share it or do you just like, huh? I'm just going to, huh? Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, you know now. Yeah. And since I've narrated it, I can just say that you make the connection being a priest. Okay. I was going to say, if you want me to roll it, no, that's yeah, I can role play that. I don't if, know if anyone would know, it would probably be the priest. But you guys enter the, the, the what's left of the chapel. There's a slight breeze blowing through the collapsed northern side of the main hall. And you enter the foyer. For just a moment, the... The breeze, like, fluttering through the hall. You could imagine that it, it's making the whispering sounds of a muttered prayer. But it was probably just the wind. What's weird for you, Father Amos, normally when you enter a, a church or a sacred site, you can, like, feel God's presence in your in your heart and in your soul. This is the first and only church you've ever been in where you do not feel God. Mm. And Walter, with you being a mystic, there is probably a feeling that you have when you're in a holy place. And you don't really have that here. I haven't been to church in quite a long time, but uh, it feels a bit different. Yes. It might just be the giant hole in the ceiling, but it feels a little off. You, Frank, are hearing two (laughs) somewhat religious people talk about how walking into a building makes them feel. This is what I feel all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Sit down in a pew. (laughs) 
You move through the foyer and into the worship hall proper. Looking around, you can see pews, one of which you sit in. Some are standing and seem to be perfectly fine. Some are in varying stages of rot and disrepair. Some have been crushed by the rubble from the falling ceiling. But there are others that look like they exploded into splinters. And there are just splinters all over the floor where a pew would be in like bits of fabric. But you sit down on, a, on one of the pews that are still standing. You sit on the left side uh, near the aisle. And you look to your left. And all down this pew, there are little dolls made from twine, leaves, and sticks. And they have little pebbles for eyes. I'm out. Just totally filling this pew. And as you, like, so you stand sitting, up and I'm you're like... I'm sitting on a pew with these creepy dolls. <laughs> you stand up and you look around and all the pews that are still in decent shape have these things oh, on them. God. I'm going to pick one up. You pick it up and you inspect it and it... I mean, it doesn't... It's creepy, for sure. But it's totally made of, like, natural things. So, like, leaves for hair, vines for twine... Or, like, roots for twine, sticks for the body. Do I get any sort of vibe off of it? Paranormal, supernatural, any of that? It was either made by an entity or a creepy little girl. The girl is pretty creepy. But they're all over. What? Uh, toss one to Frank, and then pick up another one, <laughs> toss to the father, and go, ah, here you go. Ah. What do you think of these? <laughs> Quite terrifying. They're very creepy. They have like little black pebbles for the eyes. Uh, they don't have mouths. Leaves and grass for hair. Twine for like clothes and bound up. It's very, very creepy. I feel like as a priest, as a father, he probably, I mean, as he was being trained, he probably was trained about some of the occult and the occult practices more so as to how to combat against it. So can I make a knowledge roll to see if I know what kind of occult practice would use dolls like this? Sure. I have no knowledge. So <laughs> Preach to the choir, man. A nine, an eight, and a ten. Wow. So I got three. Y'all need to start failing. Someone. This is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there, there are some African cultures who use like voodoo dolls and stuff like that. Uh, there are some Eastern cultures who would use dolls as like stand-ins for people they're cursing and things like that. But as far as occult or demonic stuff. The use of dolls like this is not particularly normal as far as you know. Okay. And if if it were like a demonic thing, you would know what to do, but it's seeming more and more like it's something else. Okay. I'm going to place one of those in my pocket as well. You slip one in your pocket and you're like taking in the rest of your room. I was going to say, I look mine over to figure out what I can about it. I set mine back down. Okay. I don't hold on you, to it. You don't want to keep it? <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm going to send you guys another picture, and it's the, uh, it's the map of the church. I thought it was going to be the doll. So as you're looking around, you pocket the doll, you set yours back down delicately. There, There's an altar. There's like a piano to one side. There's another... Pulpit? A pulpit, maybe. 
Sure, we'll just call it that. To one side. Uh, the altar at the back is a depiction of Jesus with his arms open. And that looks pretty normal, except since the church has like started to crumble and fall apart and stuff, there are flowering vines that are like growing up around the statue. Similar vines to that in the garden, or just regular? The vines, vines look normal. The flowers could be related. Bright pink and purple and yellow and like fluorescent colors. What was the color of the flower in my vision that died? The one that she plucked? Yeah. Uh, let's say it was various shades of purple. And I don't see that on no. any of these. You guys uh, see on the map the pulpit has probably a, some notes on it or something. The altar has an open Bible on it. The piano is like crushed by some falling rubble and the, the chair that where you would sit plays crushed also. I'm going to go up to the altar and it's got those notes on it. I'm interested in what the altar or the pulpit. Sorry, so the altar has the Bible on it, the pulpit has the notes. Yeah, so the yeah, the notes are like on the pulpit, but I imagine like the altar is where there would be like the call to come down, but there's okay. a Bible there. The pastor would walk back and forth and preach for Yeah, yeah, moment. yeah. Yeah, so wh- which one are you going I, to? I'm wanting to see the notes first. Okay. I mean, I'm, I've am i glanced at it. It looks like a Bible, so I'm not focused on that yet. Okay. I see his notes. You walk over to the, the pulpit just from being exposed to the elements and the, the rain and the weather and stuff. The notes are just like ink-blotched paper. Okay. Some of them are missing, probably. Some of them are torn. Some of them are on the floor, but it you can't glean anything legible okay then i'll go over and check out the bible uh you walk over towards the altar and another gust of wind blows through the chapel um you can see that it's a king james bible which is common but the bible itself as you approach like blows open and you move around to the back side of the altar so that you can read it the way it's sitting and you can make out isaiah in delicate calligraphy across the top denoting the chapter. But as you like look down, the characters inside seem it's like you have dyslexia or something. Like you're trying to read it, but they're moving or they don't seem like they're in the right order. And you're scanning through the page, and there's only one verse that is legible for you to read. Okay. And it's Isaiah thirteen twenty one. And it says the following. But wild beasts of the desert shall lie there, and their houses shall be full of doleful creatures, and owls shall dwell there, and the satyrs shall dance there. Somewhere above you, you hear the hoot of an owl and the beating of wings. Hmm. All the picture shows stairs on the front. Those leading up? Yeah, so on the map, it's like a bell tower, clock tower type thing. But you are able to go up. I'd like to go up. Do you want to do that while he's looking at the Bible? Yeah. So you remember that on your way in, you saw some stairs. And as you're starting to make your way up them, you hear the hoot of the owl. And it seems like it's somewhere up in the bell tower. And then you hear the fluttering of wings and it takes off. And you go up the stairs and you come to like a study slash bedroom that seems to be right across the foyer. And this is probably where the the reverend was living out of. 
and you make your way up the chipped cobblestone stairs until you reach the floor of the room above the foyer. In the dim light coming from the slats above, you make out a wooden writing station, a moldy stained cot, and a small bookshelf adorned with books by Christian theologists. You said there were some notes? Some... Mm-hmm. You... Are yeah. they legible? On the writing station? Mm-hmm. You walk over, and there's an ink-stained parchment. Another one of those small, creepy dolls is sitting on top of the paper. And an old quill. And I'm going to come back to you with what that says. Father Amos, mm-hmm. Amos, what do you remember about the book of Isaiah? What do I need to roll to see what I remember? I personally don't remember a lot. Knowledge, I guess, or intuition, to okay. recall it from your memory. It's the same either way. Okay. There's a nine and an eight. Nice. It's all about, it's like the prophesized fall and then rise of Israel and like what will happen. Okay. You would know this too. Different translations of that chapter will have different descriptions of the beasts that dance there or whether or not it's actually an owl. Right. But one, one of the things I had in my Bible said ostriches. Yeah. And then instead of satyrs, it said goats. Yeah. But where I pulled up the King James version on my Bible, it it said owls, ostriches, but the Hebrew word was daughters of the owls. Is that all that you're going for? So you know that different translations will read differently, but the King James version you read is accurate to what would be common at the time. Does that, I mean, how do you react to not being able to read the word of God, but being able to make out a chapter that describes some weird stuff? It's freaky. It's not something that would settle well with, the father. The fact that, you know, he's flipping through. After that one verse pops out at him, he probably would flip through the other pages. He, he's a priest. There's There are verses in here that he knows by heart. And he's flipping through to them and he can't read them. So as you're paging forward, many pages are still illegible. Some are totally blank. And in others, there are English words, but the way that they're constructed in sentences is, like, gibberish. It's meaningless. Okay. But you stop just as you can make out one other verse. We're still in Isaiah, but it is 34.14. The wild beasts of the desert shall also meet with the wild beasts of the island, and the satyr shall cry to his fellow. There Lilith will lurk and find for herself a place to rest. Those words echoing in your ears, you stumble backwards and collide with something you did not expect. You fall hard on your ass. Sitting at the foot of the large effigy of Jesus, you look up, but it's not him. An imposing, hauntingly beautiful, bare-chested woman wrought of stone and vines stares down at you with her eyes burning of a green hatred. You blink then. And Jesus is above you once again with outstretched arms. I'm probably in the room also because I didn't follow him. I was just going to let him thumb through the Bible because it didn't really interest me at the moment. But You see him panicking and then flipping through and panicking again. And he like drops the Bible and stumbles backward. And then he collides with the statue and you see him hit his head and like fall on his butt. Father, Father, you okay? Uh... I don't know. 
You don't know. I. Did you f- find something in the Bible you forgot about, or I would think you knew all of the Bible by now. No, there's. I was only able to read two chapters or two verses. What do you mean? I mean, the rest of it was jumbled mess. Let me see. I'll hold the book to where he can see it. Is it the same? You are flipping through it. Actually, let's have you make a check. Okay. We both succeeded, so you must fail. Yeah. <laughs> Someone has to fail. <laughs> what type of check? Knowledge? Or? Uh, no. I'm going to say courage. Courage. And you did hear the owl, like then owl hoot above okay. and like fly out of the bell tower. Yeah, let's do courage. Because you're getting a little freaked out by all this. And you're like, no, let me see that. You can make a case for investigation if you'd rather do that. Uh, no, I'll do courage. Courage, you had knowledge and faith? Yes. And you subtract intuition. One success. Start with a question. Is your wife still breathing? No. Okay. You take the book and you are able to read it as if it's a Bible, like any other Bible that you've seen before. But for whatever reason, there's nothing specific about it, but you find your eyes drifting to those specific verses as you flip through it. The ones that he saw? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it looks fine to me. I mean, this this fancier writing in the Isaiah chapter kind of jumps out, but I could read everything else. Everything but those two verses. At 13, 21, 34, 14. Those are the ones that you feel yourself drawn to. Everything else, it's jumbled. I can't read it. I flip to verses I know by heart. There's nothing I can read. Huh. Back to you, Walter. Once again, you are in the study, and there's light coming in from the slats above, and you see the writing station, you see the stained cot, and you see the bookshelf. You said you wanted to go over to the letter and look at it. So you pick up the doll, and you think you hear something. I'm going to give you the letter and let you read it, but I want you to make a roll first. Okay. You think you hear the voices, more than one, of dozens small ghostly children laughing at you. (laughs) So make a a courage roll to not freak out. I actually have points in that. They're angry you don't have any more candy. I got one success. Okay. This time... I'm going to ask you for your other backstory hint. So you gave me one to use your boon already. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you for your other one. So my hint? Yeah. A fire separated us. I'm going to give you this letter and let you read it. So you take the doll and you pick it up off the letter and you throw it on the ground. But you you heard those children laughing at you. And I want you to uh, read it for yourself and then read it aloud. Heavenly Father, I grow lonely in your house. I struggle to feel your love. 
the warmth from your glow used to make your house shimmer with light. Now there are only shadows darting amongst the pews. I see faces in the trees, at night unable to sleep. I walk under the moonlight and feel drawn to the water. I worry too for Emmanuel, for he speaks often of the voice of a woman calling to him. We often go days without speaking, whereas before we spoke frequently and fondly of plans to raise his place in your glory. He seems ever more distracted, distant, and disinterested in our work. I pray, too, for your congregation. What we have worked so hard to grow continues to diminish. Life here is harsh, and we lose numbers for a myriad of reasons. Despite my, my best efforts to quash superstitions and praise the name of Jesus, those left will come to me with outlandish tales of fairies and fae. I worry that they are here, that the deceiver works through them, somehow so close to the house of God. It has always been my practice to deliver my sermons early to empty pews, so that I may find the best words to serve you. I struggle to write this as it feels dishonest, but I know what I heard. As I practice my last sermon, I heard a chorus of voices laughing at the holy words. Please show me your mercy, your grace, and grant me strength to continue on with my mission. Faithfully, your servant, Elias Wilson. Let's see what happens next. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Ready to Roll. Special thanks to Mind's Eye for providing the beat for the theme song. Haunt is the intellectual property of Stormforge Productions and Dapper Rabbit Games. If you like what we do, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and spread the word. Tell all your friends to check us out and give us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We love hearing from our listeners, so drop us a line at our email, readytorollpodcast at gmail.com. Or tweet us at readyroll, roll spelled R-O-L-E. You keep listening, and we'll keep getting ready to roll. See you next time.